All right, we're into the home stretch. We'll get Lou in here before the top of the hour, but I did want to address something that I thought uh, is kind of an unresolved issue, or perhaps it's rearing its head again, the notion that Toronto is a sanctuary city. It was uh, deemed thus in 2013 by a 37-3 vote on council. But now that we have an asylum system that's sort of, or the shelter system from asylum seekers that's overwhelmed, uh, we're wondering, or some of us are, if perhaps this was folly to go down that road. Denzel Min and Wong was one of the three who voted it down at the time. He's a city councillor at present, and he's joined us on the line to explain why that was then and what uh, we face going forward. Denzel, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Hi, John. How are you doing? Very good, and you? Good. All right, back in 2013, you voted against it. You were one of the three on council that didn't think being a sanctuary city uh, was uh, advisable. Why was that then? I did, and, uh, you know, uh, just because I believe in legal immigration, um, I believe that individuals who come into this country, there are laws and they need to be followed. Uh, We shouldn't be encouraging people to break laws. There are a lot of folks who are waiting months, sometimes years, to get into the country, and then there are are others who just try and sneak in and take advantage of the system. And I don't think we should be be encouraging those, those, those individuals. And when we have um, something like uh, uh, Sanctuary City, we're saying, come on in. It's okay to break the laws. We'll let you use our services. And I send, I think that's sending a wrong message. I think if someone comes in here and, and, and tries to claim uh, status as a refugee, that um, you know, the law allows for that, and we should recognize that. But if someone comes in here and is a failed refugee, they go through the legal process and they're found not to be a refugee, then they should be removed. The current system in Sanctuary City allows, encourages them to stay and gives them availability to city services and other services. Have you any idea what that costs the uh, taxpayer in the city of Toronto? What's it cost the city? It's hard to say, and I, I t- I'm, you know, one would, and, and, and the public service and the bureaucrats what they say is, we can't really calculate that because we really don't ask. It's a convenient answer, John, um, but I think it, it, you know the, the costs add up. Well, and the argument that had been made by uh, some of your colleagues on council, principally Joe Mahevic, uh, in the immediate aftermath, he thought it was a good thing. He was uh, obviously one of the people spearheading the drive, was because people then if they're not asked about uh, their documentation and don't fear deportation, they can take advantage of city services, as you cite, but that means health care, maybe even get a job, uh, a license, you know, uh, you can drive to and from your work and so on and so forth. He saw it as being a positive development that wouldn't cost uh, the system as much money in the end. Uh, How do you respond to that? And I disagree with that fundamentally. There, there are a lot of there are a lot of individuals that come in here that, that that take advantage of the system, that use the system, and the system finds them not to be refugees, and then they they try to go underground and they try to stay. And when they when they're caught, there's the very same people who have been trying to stay here and avoid um, the authorities claim that they should be allowed to remain because they've been here so long. That's nonsense. They've been here so long because they've been evading the law. And we shouldn't be encouraging that. We shouldn't be saying to them, uh, you know, you don't. Uh, we're not going to. We're not going to look for you. We're not going to send enforcement officers after you. In fact, you know, you can use city services. You can use schools. You know, you can use you know all the all the services that are available. There's basically no penalty. There's no threat of 
of being being uh, asked, being being deported. And I, I think that, that we should be taking these individuals that are here illegally and putting them on a plane. You're sending a message to everyone around the world. And believe you me, the message gets out there. If you get to Canada, um, you'll probably get to stay because no one's going to look for you. Well, do you think the situation has been amplified now that we have these asylum seekers or, in some people's parlance, illegal border crossers who are flooding southwestern Quebec and coming down to Toronto? I mean, our mayor's made much noise about it. We're being overwhelmed and we need much more money from the feds or the province or whatever. you think the situation's gotten out of hand? I think the situation has has certainly gotten, has amplified. There are more people here and more families here um, than, than we can take care of. Um, and, and that's, that's, and, and, and they're here for a long time. And, and, and so are they allowed to claim refugee status? Yes, they are because the, the law allows for that. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that people don't talk about, we used to talk about it a lot was how long it takes to get through the legal system. So, so I think one of the things that we should be looking at with a lot of these folks that, that, that come in and want to claim refugee status, we should actually oblige them. And let them go through the system, and they're given due process. But let's let's quicken it up. Let's put the resources in there. Let's find out if they have legitimate claims. Let's recognize them if they do, and if they don't, let's get them out fast so those that don't have a claim are quickly removed. Well, do you think people claiming asylum from the United States, this third safe country agreement, uh, does that make sense to you? Hundred percent. I'm a I'm a big supporter of safe third country. Um, which, which essentially means that, you know, if you come from a country um, that, is, that is a safe country and you, you come to Canada from that country, you're, you're removed to that country. That makes, that makes a great deal of sense for, to me. So in other words, they're illegal being here if they've already got asylum in the United States, so they've crossed the border illegally, so you have no problem with that descriptor? No, not at all. I, I think, you know, firstly, um, if you go back, uh, it took us a long, long time to negotiate that safe third country agreement. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, the bedlam that would ensue if, it, you know, people would, you know what would happen? People would start saying, you know what, you can't stay here, but go on up to Canada. And then in, in other countries around the world, it would say, you can't stay here, but why don't you take a flight to Toronto? And they'll take care of you there. We don't have the resources to do that, and, and other and other countries have certain obligations, those obligations should be met. And so you feel the sanctuary city designation that Toronto's given itself here, while nothing is legally stated, that's the implication we're a sanctuary city, that's led to some of this uh, are being overwhelmed in our services and so on because of uh, the knowledge that's gotten out around the world. That's what you're saying. I think symbolism is is really important. I I know someone quite well who used to work in the social services office, um, out in the west end of Toronto, and, and uh, they had people coming into the airport, and, and be, be, because if you, and, and they would say, you know, go to the welfare office. But the, the question that they would ask these these folks that would come in and land at the airport it would be, where do I go to the office for the free money? All right, that's that's horrible. That's not that's not what we want. I don't see a change anytime soon. It was. Fairly uh, convincing, 37 to 3 back in the day, but you voted it down, uh, along with two colleagues. I guess Doug Holliday was still on council at that time. I don't remember the third, but Denzel, I appreciate your uh, giving us an update. Uh, 
By the way, what are you doing? I mean, this is something that surfaced earlier. When you ran provincially, I mean, did you actually take a leave without pay? Where's that stand? Yeah, I took an uh, I took I took a leave without pay, um, and uh, kept uh, took a leave of absence, and uh, and now I'm am resuming my my duties as city councilor and deputy mayor. I see. All right, appreciate your time. Pleasure. Okay, Denzel Minon Wong again. He's a city councilor and the deputy mayor apparently.